I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Martes, Miami, Alex Contreras. Welcome to another episode of Marlins Barbecue alongside Anthony Ray Garcia. Holy cow. Marte, Marlins. Uh, we got Mr. Young Conine, uh, the next generation. Thank God the Blue Jays. Good looking Blue Jays. Thank you guys for sending a second generation player back where he belongs, back to South Florida. How you feeling, baby? Let me get some luggage. What a day, guys. First of all, the day started off slow. I was one of those guys. I got 3.30. I was like, do something, you know, do anything. And then, man, it came like a fury. All of a sudden, the team started hitting. We won the game. And within 10 minutes, trades were being announced. Then the Marte deal, then the Villar deal, and then Isan Diaz coming back. And we're going to jump into all that and more on this episode of Marlins Barbecue. Today, the Marlins acquired center fielder Starling Marte, Marte from the Arizona Diamondbacks. For a player to be named later, Caleb Smith and Humberto Mejia. Alex, talk to me. What do you think about this deal? And are you okay with letting go of some of the starting pitching? I mean, eventually we're going to have to let go of some pitching. You know what I'm saying? You got to give something to get something. Dr. K, thank you so much for the happy times. I'm glad that you were able to come to South Florida, prove yourself that you're a major league quality pitcher. I'm happy that he gets to go to Arizona. He's a guy that's from Texas, so he's going to be a little bit closer to home. Humberto Mejia, super happy for the strides this guy made. This is a guy that made the jump from single A. And you know what, man? Um, the the guy, the latter part, uh, Frias, I think it was his last name. Yeah. I butchered his last name. Um, yeah, no you know, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a prospect that's that's you, you don't know what's going to happen with the guy, man. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he turns out to be an Albert Pujols. I hope not. But you know what I mean? Like you got to you got to trade trade guys to get something. And, you know, Sterling Martin is a great piece to add to this Miami Marlins club, man. And I don't know about you, but I'm amped up. Sterling Martin. Like, we could be like, yo, I had a homie RIP to my guy, uh, Andrew. We used to sit in section 30 in left field, bro, when I had season tickets. And every time that the the Pirates would come to town, we would heckle the left fielder. And coincidentally, it would be Marte. So he would yell, Lunes. And I would go, Marte. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just, it would just, it would be fun to heckle them. And and it's kind of it's exciting now, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of funny because I used to be like, yo, Marte. And he would reply, You suck. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like, this guy's on our team. And that's like, let's go, Marte. So, hey, man, I'm excited. The Marlins are, are pushing for quality guys. That's a quality name to add to this team. With left-hand pain and no... That one's hit deep. And Starling Marte will leave the ballpark on a five-hit game. A home run for his fifth hit of the afternoon. What a way to cap off a five-hit game. Yeah, the Marlins quickly threw in a, I believe, and again, sorry if you hear my one-year-old crying. We are at home, guys. Um, but the Marlins literally just added the best bat of this entire trade deadline, I believe, anyway. 
Um, you know, they went out, they got him instantly thrown into the middle of your lineup, instantly adds depth. But even more importantly to that, they didn't give up any of our big name prospects. Um, Humberto Mejia, you know, he's a name, but he, he he's not our top guys, you know. Um, I hate losing Caleb, but I understand it where if you're going to make a move, you got to give something, right? You can't just get guys like Starling for nothing. Um, and I love it. I love that trade. That deal was perfect. Um, Michael Hill get- just said on the postgame show that this isn't a – 30 game rental for Starling. You know, they have control of him for the rest of this season and all of next season, and they're intent to keep him. They're going to pay him. They're going to potentially, you know, who knows? Maybe they even extend him. Maybe he's the center fielder of the future we've been looking for, a 300 hitter, you know, career wise. You know, I don't think you could ask for anything more in center field, Gold Glover. Um, I love it, man. I think uh, in Starling Marte, we, we've got a middle of the order bat um, to, to support um, Andy and, and Corey Dickerson and, and uh, and the rest of our group uh, to to help us um, get where we want to go, and that's uh, into the playoffs. And you know, we know in this in this process, we we've always tried to to be mindful and, and protective of of our inventory. Um, but also, um, when we see an opportunity to improve this club, uh, we wanted to take advantage of that. And uh, as I said at the beginning of this, our club has fought so hard through the first 30 games for what they've uh, endured, what they've overcome, um, that we want to do everything in our part, uh, ownership in front office, to to put ourselves in a position, you know, to 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 make it to the playoffs and and uh, ultimately win a championship here in South Florida. Yeah, the guy looking at his stats overall this season, he's had 122 at bats. Scored 23 runs, 38 hits, two home runs, 14 RBIs, five stolen bases. He's batting 311, 384 OBP. So, you know, I know guys were a little bit upset. Well, not really. Not a lot of you guys were upset that they traded away uh, Jonathan Villar because I know a lot of you guys are happy they traded away Jonathan Villar. You guys are unhappy about his patience at the plate. <laughs> Look, a lot of us expected Jonathan Villar to come over here and really tear the cover off the ball. You know, he he had his moments. You know, thank you for your short time here in South Florida, Jonathan. We wish you well uh, out in, in Toronto. And, uh, hey, man, that freaking netted us Griffin Conine, man. How do you feel that? Like, I feel like I feel so good that Jeff Conine, you know he's smiling. Jeff Conine is smiling because the Marlins yeah. pulled this kid. I remember in 2018 during the second round, um, the Marlins were linked to Conine, kind of, Griffin. Um, they were linked to him. You know, there was rumors. There was, oh, that's the guy they want. And the Blue Jays took him with the pick right before us, man. And I remember watching the draft that I was yeah. like, man, we were so close to having yep. him. Um, I'm glad the Blue Jays finally got rid of uh, one of their uh, their parental lines here of players. And, uh, man, we could be looking at a situation where this is, I mean, Villar was released. We picked him up as a waiver claim, I believe, you know. And we just flipped him for, for uh, Sterling Marte. And, well, Villar, but right, we right, flipped I'm him sorry, for yeah. Conine. You know, this is a guy that was a waiver claim. And even going back to the Caleb Smith trade and Marte trade, like you were saying, Caleb Smith, we traded Michael King for him and Gary Cooper, and we just flipped him for Sterling Marte. Like, Michael yeah. Hill deserves all the credit in the world, this this trade deadline. Me and you spoke about the trade deadline um, a few episodes ago, and we were like, what type of deals would they do? Like, maybe will we see a Miggy roll if they're not in it? But the Marlins stayed in it. You know, every every obstacle this team has faced, they've overcome it. And now we get to see the fruit of that. And now you definitely got some rotating pieces. Like, you, you're adding a guy, Starlin Marte. He's 31 years old. He's in the prime. You know, like, 
what, what type of message are you sending to the other outfielders on this organization? You know, you got a Gerard Encarnacion, you know, you got your Lewis Brinson who's on a, on a bubble, you got your Monte, you know, you got all these guys that are up and coming, JJ Blade. Um, it's just like, wow, man, we got this surplus and we got the luxury that we can move these pieces and we're one step closer to being in the playoffs, man, and fighting for that championship. Yeah, man. And um, on top of that, another surprise today, and this goes back to the Velar trade that I think pushed it a little more, was Isan Diaz, by all accounts, is coming back. He applied for rein, uh, reinstation. Um, I didn't know it was possible. I, apparently, he's been in Jupiter. Now I know why they don't have cameras over there. He's been yeah. in Jupiter for a while playing. Um, the Marlins kept that on their wraps very well. Um, do you think that had any effect? Even though he's not fully, you know, he's not, he hasn't been granted permission to return to the team, but that had to have been, you know, the Martins had to know something in order just to push Villar, you know, and open up a whole second base again. For sure, man. Yo, I'm so happy. Thank you, baseball gods. We freaking talked about this pods ago, pods ago, episodes ago. We talked about this. It's like, yo, man, I wonder what Isan is doing. Cause we were talking about Nick Markakis. He initially right. said he wasn't going to play, and then he, he had a change of heart, and he came back. I was like, hey, man, who knows? Maybe Isan has a change of heart. And God, we got it, baby. We got the change of heart. We got Marte. We're on the way, baby. We're on the way to the playoffs. It's time to hop on the, it's time to hop on the train. Let's go. I agree. And one of the minor moves, guys, Adam Conley was designated for assignment. Um, we wish you well. And this goes back to my overmanaging uh, <laughs> uh, coaches overmanaging the game. You should have left Adam Conley in 2018 in the game against Milwaukee to finish his no-hitter. You were saving him for what? And back to today's episode. Um, <laughs> transition. Um, we had a game today. <laughs> the Marlins beat the Mets today. They beat the Grom. This game should have been a game the Marlins lost. This game, the Marlins could have easily rolled over with all the weird traveling and MLB trying to screw us again. You know, the Mets should have flown to Miami, not the other way around. Um, and they won. The bats came to life, and we scored runs, and we won the ball game. What was your biggest takeaway from today's game? Oh, it's us against the world. Like you said yourself, like MLB screwed us over. They've been screwing us over all season long with the freaking umpiring crew that they stuck us together for I don't know how many seasons in a row, a series in a row. And, like, look at them, bro. Like, yeah, we got the short end of the stick. We had to fly out to New York. But good. We came to New York. We punched the Mets in the mouth. And it's hashtag beat the Mets, baby. Yeah, I remember when I went to, to New York to City Field for the first time. I remember li listening to that cheesy song walking into the stadium. It was like, meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. <laughs> Step right up and meet the Mets. So I made my own little remix. And I was like, beat the Mets. Beat the Mets. Step right up and beat the Mets. You know what I'm talking about? Beat those fucking Mets, man. And very of them. And a little takeaway I have from this series. Very quietly, Brinson has brought his batting average over 200, ladies and gentlemen. We made it over the Mendoza line. Hey, um, and if the stock market is going up slowly but surely, that man, is going into the green. It's going into the green. We didn't schedule to talk about this, but isn't it crazy? That the Marlins are 15 and 15, okay, with a lineup that consists of our two best hitters not hitting great in Anderson and Dickerson. You know, we have Joyce is our best hitter right now with Miggy Rowe. Miggy Rowe still hitting. Afaro's not hitting great. He had two hits today. Brinson has been our most stable hitter. 
if I would have told you that last in this, if I would have told you that a month ago, you would have thought we were, you know, nine and twenty, whatever. Um, the rookies that are coming up, Jesus and Lewin, you know, they're not exactly smashing. Lewin had a huge double today. His bat looks like it's have some life to it now. And the Martins are fifteen and fifteen. You know, we're winning games. If I would have told you all those stats a month ago, you would have thought I was crazy, Alex. How it has to be. I know it's a pitching, but how are we doing this with this lineup? I don't get it, man. I mean, man, I can tell you, man, I just positive vibes, positive thinking, and everybody just hopped on board with Mike Hill. Hashtag, why not us? Damn it, why not us, man? Everybody's buying into it, bro. Like, all the obstacles is just making for an awesome documentary on the Marlins 30 for 30. Yeah, man. And what's even crazier is you look at the names. I mean, Trevor Rogers just, I mean, he's pitching gem after gem. Sixto is no to the Sixto every single time he touches the ball. You know, and, it, and it's once again because of the pitching that we had the luxury right. of the pitching. If we should have won, won those last two games against, I mean, the first two games against Tampa. Definitely. We, were, we had Pablo and six, though. They did a great job. They definitely deserve to win. Like, they gave up, what, two and three runs respectively? Like, bro, any other pitch does that against any other major league baseball team? Bro, the, the offense needs to show up and back these guys up. There's no way that freaking Pablo lost the game. You only give up two, three runs. Like, it's crazy. I'm going to go ahead on a limb here, Alex. We're going to the playoff push. You know, it's September 1st tomorrow. Looking at our rotation now of Pablo Hernandez, six, though. Rogers, and who am I missing? Who's it? and Sandy? Those five guys. Do we have the best rotation in the NL East? Hands down, hands down. And if you don't like one of those guys, we can we can sub it. Oh, maybe you know what I'm saying Sixto can't handle the pressure, which I highly doubt. I know Sixto's dying for that pressure. But if there's a guy that maybe gets hurt or something, we got the luxury of giving the ball to Jose Urania. Somebody in the pen like that to come in and step up. You know what I'm saying? I love I love the, the death, bro. The mentality of this team, the young fighting fish. It's a perfect blend of rookies, up and coming young superstars and vets, bro. Like it's it's great. Yeah, there's some pieces, there's some bonehead moves from 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 different everybody, everybody's gonna come at the manager, no matter who you put there. You can put the the best manager of all time and Somebody's always gonna have to say something about a move. That's just part of the 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 right the title. You and, know what I'm saying? And I know I know I've been tough on Madden, but you even look at like what the what's happening to the Angels right now. You know, they've spent the money. They got the big name manager, and they were sellers, and they don't look good, and they're getting beat by everybody, and everybody's doing whatever they want to them. Yeah, and they got Trout and Rendon and Pujols, and they they think that. They think that they're like the Phillies think the same thing, bro. They think that they can slug their way, but they can't slug their way. Right. Pitching and defense wins championships. We say it over and over again, bro. And guys, another note here, and we're going to touch on it in a minute. You know what? We'll touch on it when we get there. I don't want to ruin the little horrible or slash fun tidbit. I'll throw out in a little bit. Guys. Hey, shout out to Gary Cooper, man. Your guy came back yeah. off the, de- uh, the, the uh, injured list. Wing you know, it. the first. First first game, he, he was okay. He he looked okay. He got a base hit. You know what I'm saying? And he started getting hot. And then he had an outburst the last game of the series versus the Rays. He had four runs driven in, hit a bomb uh, shot. 
Um, he, he also hit a shot off the Grom. I think it was like the fifth longest home run they've hit off the Grom uh, in the past year. So go figure. Gary Cooper, welcome back. Keep swinging for the fences, baby. And Cooper with a fly ball. This one is going to go. Wow! Into the second deck in left. A one-run game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. That was beautiful. Now, the look ahead, guys. The Marlins are 15 and 15. As it stands right now at 6 p.m. on this beautiful Monday afternoon, we're half a game ahead of the Phillies for the second place spot in the NL East. We're currently six. We're co- yeah, we currently hold the sixth playoff spot in the National League. But this week ahead, or this month, man, is not fun. And it's almost sad that there's only really four or five more weeks of the season until playoffs. But let's look at this, Alex. We got two against those horrible Blue Jays, which uh, now that they're going to be playing in a real park, let's see if they could hit nine home runs a game. Um, We got three against the Rays at Tampa. They just swept us. Three in Atlanta. And this is where it gets wild, guys. This just goes back to what I was just hinting at. We play the Phillies, not one, not three, not four, not five. Okay, we play the Phillies seven times in five days. And two of those games are back. Are, we have one game against them, then a doubleheader, one game, then doubleheader, and one game. And then we go to Boston. No, we're in Boston. Boston comes to us. Boston comes to us. Oh, Boston comes to us. I'm sorry. We obviously need to start winning games at home. And in that series against the Phillies, we're going to need more than five starting pitchers. So when it comes to depth, do you think the Marlins have the upper hand against the Phillies in starting pitching? Definitely, hands down. Like, I, I have the faith in this starting rotation, in the depth that we have in this organization, on this 60-man pool. Like, I love that what we have. Like, I love this little taxi squad thing. Like, I'm having second opinions on it. Like, I think, I know, I know it's it's a it's a circumstance to the season that we're in right now with the COVID and everything. But the taxi squad thing is pretty cool because you can get the get a guy to, hey, you'll 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 pitch today, you'll start today, and then we'll throw him on the on the taxi squad tomorrow and we'll bring somebody else off. Like, I think that's awesome. That's great. Like it's it gives it like a different flair to baseball, a different spice. Um, comparing us to the Phillies, we're gonna kill them. They, they don't stand a chance. Our pitching is going to dominate them. I expect us to take that series. We're going to take at least four games from them. 
We got to bounce back. We have to bounce back against the Rays. And look, before I even get into the Rays, into the Braves and the Red Sox, what the Miami Marlins need to do is they need to protect their home turf. It's not possible that we're at freaking Marlins Park and we've only won one game. That one game, ladies and gentlemen, was opening game, all right, with yours truly covering for fish stripes, all right? It was Pablo Knight. Pablo pitched a hell of a game, and we won. We haven't won since, bro, and I don't know what the hell we're going to do because I can't go to the park right now, and the Marlins need to freaking win games, all right? So we need to protect the home turf. We need to fr- – I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the artificial turf. We're not finished bringing it in, but we need to break it in. We need to freaking protect Miami, and just as good as we're playing on the road, we need to play better at home. We're about to face the Red Sox. They're a bunch of scrubs. They're terrible – I think they're possibly one of the worst teams in all of Major League Baseball, and there's no reason in hell that these Miami Marlins should give up. We went to Washington. Washington knows they're in for a freaking dogfight. And you know what, Braves, if you guys lower your guard at all whatsoever, we're going to punch y'all in the mouth. Couldn't have said it better. And actually, the Boston's 12-22, and 22, and the Angels are 12-23. and 23. My God, what happened over there? Let's sweep, let's sweep the Red Sox, man. Let's Texas do it. Let's sweep them out of Marlins Park. To give you an example, Kansas City, Orioles, Detroit, all those guys have a better record than the Angels in Boston. Even though I'm going to throw a little self-plug here. If you follow me on Twitter long enough, before spring training, I think it was our first episode when we were looking at, like getting ready for every episode, for the episode. We were looking, I was looking at rotations. I was looking at, you know, batting line, like depth, minor leaguers, everything. And I tweeted out that the Boston Red Sox were going to have a worse record than the Miami Marlins this season. And unless there's a catastrophic, or it's not happening, downfall for the fish, I was, I'm going to be right. The Red Sox had no pitching. The Phillies have no pitching. And pitching wins, we saw that through the, the 2010s. The, you know, we've lived it. No one could take that from us ever. I'll tell you what, man, I, I'm excited, man. Thank you, baseball gods. And like, I got a question for you. I need you to keep it a hundred with me, Red. Like, I know there's a lot of excitement going around and everybody's hoping and pushing for that playoff push. And rightfully so expectations are up in South Florida. You know, the heat, you know, they're in the playoffs right now. They're getting ready to play. And um, I'm just saying, man, it's about time that we're raising this bar, but would you be disappointed if maybe the fish, fall maybe just a game short of the playoffs and, and we fall out of it and we don't make it, will you be disappointed in them? Or will you be like, damn, you know what? These guys had a good-ass season. It was a fun season, and we're just going to build on it. It depends. And I'll tell you what it depends on more for me, and I want all of you guys to actually answer this question on Twitter. I'll have Alex throw it out there, and Fish Traps will retweet it, and let's get it out there. But here's my response, Okay. If the Marlins go out there and we lose or win, you know, whatever, but we fall half a game, a game short to, let's say, the Braves, and I don't see it, but let's say the Mets, I don't think the Phillies are going to hang around. Hey, we um, got a shot against the Yankees. Right. They're all banged up. Let's say if it's – let's say the the we get third in the division by half a game, okay? And we lost, you know, playing our guys, and we try, you know – and we just, you know, maybe the bullpen felt short and maybe, you know, we, we needed another bat, whatever. I wouldn't be disappointed. Now, well, what I would be disappointed in is, let's say, you know, Mattingly has Matt Joyce batting third, even with Marte here. Let, even though Matt Joyce is hitting, I, I get it. And I know I'm hard on him, but he's not a third batter. 
but whatever. Let's say we fall short like that, or we fall short because of, you know, games like the Toronto one where we were up and then Maddeny puts in God knows who from the bullpen. And I get it. That was back when we had the COVID players, but stuff like that would bother me more. Um, But I don't, I mean, the expectations this year were what? Honestly, like you were probably high on them, but we were, you know, we have a good balance here where you're high on them. And I, I, you know, I hold us back a little bit, but the expectations were what for a year three of a rebuild, you know, um, I don't know, man. I feel like we're on the express lane, bro. I feel like we're on the express lane now. And it's like, I feel like we're, we just got to gas it. We got to enjoy the car that we're driving right now. Like all the, all the players, all the peanuts, you know what I'm saying? The, all the fruits they're starting to, you know what I'm saying? All these players that we got, they're starting to come, they're starting to become something. People are starting to find out that the Marlins are, are, are so close to being a legitimate team like a real deal like like yo the fighting fish watch out for us bro like i know in the past it's been we've been in the playoffs twice and we've won it all but like we got a real shot to be like a stamp in the playoffs in major league baseball for years to come we're doing it right bro thank you baseball gods thank you so much the front office Derek jeter bruce sherman we keep saying it every single time like we talk about this bro we don't we don't give these guys enough credit like it's amazing. Like, look where we are right now, bro. Look at all the joy. Like, I tell you what, man, there's been a lot of downs as a Marlins fan. But these seasons, like this season, it's been a lot of fun. Like, yeah, it's not the ideal situation. A lot of shit has happened to us. But, bro, it's the beauty of how we've been able to to, to keep it together. It's valid to fall down, but it's obligated to get up. Here, Here's where I'm at, too, man, because I, I love that question, and I wish we could do an entire episode on it. And we might one day, you know, in the offseason. But our rotation right now, Pablo uh, Hernandez, Trevor, Sixto, Sandy. All right. Where's the where's the missing link there? There isn't one, you know. Going into next spring training, no matter what happens this year, going into next spring training, those five are probably set. When was the last time we had a five-man rotation that was set, Alex? And I, oh, I can't even tell you when we had, right. like, a maybe set like, set. Maybe, like, oh, four, like, before the fire sale. Like, maybe, not even, maybe... 2000 i can't even i can't maybe 2012 we knew who the five were going to be like you know that big off season but that we've never had that all right then you go to the bullpen kinsler didn't trade him maybe we trade him in the off season maybe we don't boxberger okay james hoyt appeared out of nowhere and has done a fantastic job all right nick vincent uh richard uh blair blair whatever what he's done fantastic brandon Librant, he's done fantastic and yimmy Steven Tarpley, Tarpley before he went down. Right, Tarpley before he went down, and Alex Vesia. All right, we just named eight guys. That's the bullpen going into next season, and obviously we could add, we could trade, we could subtract, but it's not going to get worse, you know? All right, so now we go into our catching situation. Georgia Faro, he's going to be there next season, unless there's a trade and and we acquire a young, hot prospect catcher, but do you do that? No, because you already have your guy. So you have a Faro. His backup, maybe... Cervelli comes back. Hopefully, you know, he's dealing with uh, medical issues. Um, Chad Wallach's there. Maybe we get a guy there. All right. First base, Jesus Aguiar is going to be with the team. Luan Diaz is going to be with the team. And Gary Cooper is going to be with the team. What do you do there? Nothing. Second base, hopefully, Isan Diaz locks that down and we never have to talk about it again. But we have John Birdie if he doesn't. We got Brian Anderson at third. Miggy Roa short with Jazz right behind him. 
You know, our left field, Corey Dickerson, will he be here next year? I don't know, but I wouldn't mind if he's our starting left fielder. Now we have Marte in center. And in right, we have Jesus Sanchez still there. Gary Cooper still there. You know, sweet Lou, Louis, Louis Brinson, he's still here. So the Marlins aren't going into this offseason with these ginormous holes to fill like we're used to. So if you tell me is next year a must-win year, you know, we have to be competing the whole year, I'm going to say hell yeah. Where do you stand on all this? So it's exciting, bro. It's exciting. Things are looking up. And for guys to make moves, for guys like Sterling Marte, it's sending a message out to the fan base that these guys are trying to make moves. Yeah, it didn't work with Villar, but hey, we're going to make it. We're going to try our best to make it work with Marte. And I love the signals that they're doing. Jorge Arfaro, he's great. You know what I'm saying? I love how how he's on the rise. I want him to get some more patience. He, need, he needs to develop more patience at the plate for sure, you know. Um, it's a little frustrating to see him chase so many balls outside of the zone. I know the season's been whack at a whack job, you know, like it's just been crazy and it's hard to like really stay consistent, but that's something that I want him to work on, on his crafts for, for the next upcoming season. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we look to keep upgrading and I'm not just talking about catcher. I'm talking about any position. Like Andy does a great job at third base. He's looked a little bit sluggish on the field playing D. I think it's uh, the the amount of consecutive games taking a toll on the, on the players, not only on Andy, but why are we shying away from the idea of Andy playing right field? Andy's had a cannon out there in right field. Is it, it are you shying away from that idea? Like, I think no, not at all. And these are players that we have on this team that can play any position that you, that you really ask them to. And that's the versatility. Like that's key for these Marlins and that's, what's going to help them win more games. So why not ask a BA? Why not try to make a trade? If there's a top third baseman out there, and I'm not saying tomorrow's going to go and trade for uh, a Rendon or a freaking Arenado. I would love that. But if you can get your hands on a, a, a guy from Cleveland, what's the third baseman from Cleveland, man? Um, I forgot, but he's a he's he's a he's a good one. Ramirez, Jose Ramirez. Right. So let's say if you can trade for a guy like a Jose Ramirez, nobody here was telling me that we're going to trade for a Sterling Marte. But all of a sudden, maybe you can get your hands on a on a Jose Ramirez, hypothetically speaking. But who am I to tell you, hey, don't pull the trigger if it's going to make us a quality, a championship quality team? Let's do it, bro. We've been uh, our offense has been anemic lately. Like, yeah, we slumped out of it. We won. We won today. We won uh, the last game of the series. We salvaged against the Rays, but we need more offense. This team is going to be legitimate against the National League East and everybody else in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I'm not talking about we got to be like the Phillies. Like we're not trying to outslug everybody, but I loved the aggressive baseball that we've been seeing early on in the season. Like the guys hitting and running, you know, double steals, like stuff like that, putting the bunt down in play. We forgot about Mag Sierra, bro. It's been what? Mags went down to the IL and people forgot about Mags. But remember the hype surrounding Mags? Like, look at how this team is just being gelled. They're molding together. I think, I mean, you look at this team and there's really, (laughs) I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, because, you know, this is Martin's Barbecue. We can say whatever we want. You don't like it? Turn off the show. This team really doesn't have a weakness. You know, like, could we have done with one more bullpen arm? Sure. But you got Blyer, Yimmy, you know, Kinsler, you got Boxberger. Those guys are all pitching good. Yeah, you may be missing like that six inning. You know, maybe when we play the Phillies freaking seven times in five games, you might want more relievers. But do your job. You know, what what position do we need right now? 
And for the back first time in so many seasons, like we got freaking pitching, bro. How many times did we have to freaking like we had so many headaches, bro? We had so many headaches. We didn't have pitchers. We would have to guy depend on guys like Conley, depend on guys like Tazawa, Chen. I'm sorry, I, I hate that I'm bashing out and calling out all these guys, but it's like, damn, bro, we had no depth whatsoever. And all those great offensive teams that we had in the past, all the great names that you guys already know, Dan Yelich, all those guys, yeah. But we had no freaking pitching, bro, and that's why we lost it. And right now, we could be losing games one nothing, two nothing, three nothing. Yeah, and I'm I'm pissed, and you're pissed. But you know what? That's better losing three nothing at the end of the day than losing freaking seventeen sixteen. Yeah, this is I, I'm I've been going back while we've been talking, trying to find a better rotation, and I'm already on 2008, and it hasn't happened. Um, just to give you an example, in 2012, we went into the season with Josh Johnson, Mark Burley, which was a shell of himself, Anibal Sanchez, Ricky Nelasco, and Carlos freaking Zambrano. And we thought we were contenders. Our five guys right now would probably be the ace on that team. Josh Johnson healthy would be the best player. But you know what I mean? Like, it's it's insane what, this, what Michael Hill, Derek Jeter, like you were saying, have been able to do. And to finish the show, all I can say to those guys if you ever hear this, is thank you. Thank For you, man. Miami, a competent baseball organization. That's it, man. Well, you. you guys can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, at The Real Acon. If you guys want to look for some feel-good moments in Marlins history, check us out on TikTok, at Talk Baseball. We're also located on YouTube. But most importantly, if you guys want some up-to-date, awesome news, analysis, and links to our podcast, make sure you guys check out fishstripes.com, baby. That's where we're at. Red, what's your Twitter handle? Red underscore underscore Garcia. But, guys, do me a huge favor. We need you guys to rate and review the show. We need you guys to post comments down there. We need to know what you guys want us to talk about, what you want us to change, who you want us to bring on. Is there anybody you want us to target? You know, this is obviously run by SB Nation and Fish Stripes. But at the end of the day, this is your show. We want you guys to feel like you're at home here. We want you guys to listen to us on your way home from work, on the way to work, at the gym, going for a walk around your neighborhood, feeding the dog, whatever. All right. We want you guys to reach out to us, be a part of the conversation, like and review the show, download the show, and make sure you follow Fish Stripes. Let's go fish. Hey, Toronto, you ain't ready. It's going to be freaking Lilo light. Lilo night. Tuesday, September 1st. Ballpark, Toronto. Get out of that minor league stadium. 6.40 p.m. First pitch. Cue the music, Eli. Mm -hmm.